Welcome back to the Hottocast. This is uh, your host, Pastor Cody, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pastor... Kyle. Hey! <laughs> I wanted to do my radio DJ voice. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's something that we both have talked about, and we've talked about it in the last year or so. Pretty Heresy. Pretty increasingly, yeah. And, and honestly, it's something that we... It's a big, giant word, but it is really important to talk about. And we want to be careful when we talk about it because... I think it gets thrown around it, it, in excess word. heresy. I, I it gets thrown around in excess, and I don't you think that's a giant word. It's like six, seven. I letters. think it's a big word, not because of the size of the word. I think it's because of the meaning of the word. Heresy is a big deal. Oh, so yeah. What does so, heresy mean? Uh, I would say it's anything heretical or anything that's you can't say heresy is what's heretical because that isn't. Well, well heretical would be anything that it's a belief or opinion contrary yeah. to orthodox religious doctrine. Yep. So. So, heresy, heretical things, are anti-dogmatic, anti-core scripture. Correct. They go right. against the very heart. It's against doctrine. Intent, yes, it, it, against the very heart. Accepted of, doctrine. Accepted doctrine. Yes, absolutely. When so we we have a phrase around here, and we kind of comes from our um, denominational affiliation and background. Mm-hmm. In the essentials, unity. In the non-essentials, liberty. And in all else, charity. So heresy is when you go against the essentials. Yes. When the essentials of Scripture, the things the Bible says you must believe to be saved. Yeah. When you go against that, it's heresy. Yes. It's not in the Mm non-essentials, which is what people accuse other Christians, pastors, churches of being heretics because they don't like something, so they must be a heretic. Yes. It might be style of music. I've, I've heard churches be called heretics because they're style of music. Yep. We've, we've been, we've, you and I have been called false teachers quite a bit from people. We've yeah, actually it, been called false teachers from people, which, you know, I mean, we just, we're pretty honest and open about the fact that people have called he, us that. Here's the funny thing. Calling someone a false teacher for a non-essential thing actually is the, kind of by definition... You're outing a yourself. False teacher. You're outing yourself because, like, yeah. we're not. That's not what we're supposed. We're not supposed to just go around calling people false teachers. We're supposed to tell go against false doctrine, but we're yes. not supposed to just go point fingers and say you're a false. If teacher. somebody you're a false says teacher. not the Oprah thing, right? if somebody says Jesus wasn't the Son of God, that's, that's heresy. heresy. That's heresy, yeah. right? If someone says we are going to take Coca Cola for communion. It's not heresy. No, it's not. If somebody says Because Jesus, we use grape juice. We don't use wine, which would have yeah. been what was served. Yeah. So we are we have a substitution for it. Yeah. There's no there's no doctrine in scripture that says it must be this thing. Yeah. It says when you do this we propitiate. We yeah, when you do this, remember me. Yeah. And so we have to be careful, like like baptism. Mm-hmm. Like we but we worked at a church that baptized people three times forward. And you, you went you you guys like waterboarding, you got dunked three times forward. Yep, there were people in that church that felt if you got baptized any other way, it was wrong, it wasn't legit, and it was they would they would like go to the nth degree to say it was like heresy, and it wasn't heresy yeah. to be baptized backwards. We yeah. ba- at our church here, we baptized people one time backward, 
which is what we do. Here's what I think, and we've talked about this too. Here's what I think the reason that this is so important. There's a there's a widespread uh, phenomenon sweeping the Christian church right now. It's called deconstructing. Right? Yep. Deconstructing is a thing where the idea there's is there's a big pastor de- that's deconstructed, yes. left the pulpit and deconstructed his faith. Yes. Right. And not yeah. to mention multiple Christian artists that we knew in the early 2010s, 1990s. They're deconstructing, right? Well, and here's why. Here's why. Because they find that their denomination of faith taught one aspect or one thing of scripture incorrectly or not uh, dogmatically, right? And that there was there was what you know we would probably say I probably wouldn't say abuse because I think that's a little too far. Some in some cases it was abuse, but they had one thing that they that that was taught that was wrong, and it was like they pulled the thread of the of the sweater, and now they're deconstructing everything. Right. Here's the problem. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. Uh, I don't think that's how we treat anything else in our life. Do we? I mean, really? I, I got thinking about this. I'm like, if, if my wife came home, right, and one day, and she was like, hey, I, uh, I just want you to know, I've decided that I don't like uh, sweet potatoes anymore. And, like, I, I, I know I liked them for a long time, but I don't like sweet potatoes anymore. I wouldn't begin to question my entire yeah, wife's existence. Her, <laughs> right, right like, her existence, like, or, yeah. or she's like, hey, or how about this? Let's go a step further, more accurate. Let's say I've been making sweet potatoes for my wife for all 10 years of our marriage, or sorry, nine years of our marriage. And she, she, she comes to me and she says, I just want you to know this whole time I haven't actually liked sweet potatoes. This has happened in my life. Right? Like, do you immediately go to question this? This happened to my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Right? Like, but do you... Is this what happens, right? Like, yeah. Right. What, what was it? Because you had this example. My father-in-law ate tuna, tuna, tuna noodle casserole for 30 years every Friday. I love this story. It. I actually love this story. It. My mother-in-law thought he loved it, so she kept making it. He never said anything. So finally, one day, he says something. And like, if, if she was going to deconstruct her marriage because of this one revelation yeah. that something was different, she would have went back and like, oh no, like what else has been like, she didn't because he loves her. She loves him. He just didn't like it. Yeah. And she didn't know. But what people are doing is they're basically saying, oh, there's one thing I found out. It's not the way that I was taught. So I'm like, I'm, I gotta go re just take everything down to the core yeah. and basics. And like, I got to create my own unique faith. And like, that's just not, what it is. And so what the problem is, is deconstructionism is it's becoming so prevalent in the church and on social media mm-hmm. and people are getting platforms, They're not because they platforms. deserve it, but because they, for whatever reason, people want to listen to crazy and that mm-hmm. means they get views and then they ends up on your feed. And then they may some, say something that has a nugget of, of um, truth mm-hmm. or a nugget of that gets you interested in. And then they end up trapping you in their own, their own nonsense mm-hmm. and like TikTok, youtube instagram snapchat all of these things facebook it's not for learning theology and doctrine Mm-mm. no it's not for really discussing faith and issues Mm-mm. like because people are just i mean i teach people how to do this for a living <laughs> like yeah. i teach people how to do this we, we teach people how to do this with their faith i teach people how to use social media i mean i was able to grow with like eight hundred thousand people it was not hard all you have to do is know how to use it. And and honestly, people just listen and watch whatever. Like, I'll, I'll put nonsense out there and people watch it. That's all that's happening in the Christian world. People are just putting nonsense out. Anything that will, will get clicks. And they don't necessarily always believe everything that they're saying. They just want you to watch their videos because they're getting money for it. 
And the problem is people are watching those things and thinking, oh my goodness, I need to re- rethink my whole faith. I need to deconstruct everything I believe. And, it, and they're doing so, they're being misguided because of social media. The best thing for us is to stay off social media. Like, I don't go watch pastors and preachers and their stuff on social media because I don't know who the person is. I don't know what they believe. And one, once you get so far into something, you, can, you have to be very careful that you don't become a fan of a pastor and he becomes a celebrity. And then all of a sudden you don't realize he's teaching you false doctrine and you don't realize it because you like the person. I think that's, that's probably one of the most dangerous things I I've been thinking. I, the term, I, I, I like this term. I don't know if somebody else has said it before, but resonant tribalism, like the idea that I, because I resonate with something, I'm now part of this tribe. And I think we've been so quick to jump ship from thing to thing to thing in our society because of that ideology. This, this, I, I agree with this thing, so I now am this, this person. Or I, I agree with this ideology, therefore I'm going to follow this person. And the problem is we're all cheap imitations of Jesus. Like, I mean, that's the truth. Like, I'm, and I don't mean that yeah. like a root, but like when, when, when Paul says that we're supposed to be imitators of Christ— Right, like what he's saying is like we're we are the cheap knockoff. We're the we're the knockoff Armani bag. You know, like we're not the original. And the problem right. is with those cheap knockoffs, we're going to espouse things that Jesus did not espouse just by nature of being human and being immersed, like in in a culture that is against Jesus. The reason that we have fellowship with one another in unity within the body of Christ is to is to kind of be a a buffer between that. So when I come to my life group and I go, hey, guys, like <laughs> the world's flat, like my, my whole life group goes, okay, time out. Let's take this through the lens of scripture. Like, let's, let's actually think through this. Like, does this actually have validity? Like, we love the Lord. This is what we think. Or even on the more subtle things, right? Like, we have to have right. that community because that community is what keeps us from falling down that path. That community, and I think this is a really important distinction, and I'm going to say this. I don't believe that that community is online. I think that community is in person. And I think there's a reason that, that with COVID pushing everybody online, that, those, that that line has been muddied. I think it has to be in person. Yeah. And I think there has to be, even if you don't physically attend a church, which I think you should, and I think the Bible is pretty clear, you should physically attend a church and physically be in yeah, fellowship with those people. people. You should have a, a group of believers who you are close with and you physically meet with that can help to rebuff some of the negative or, or false yeah. teachings that you might get. Because in a group of people, somebody's going to have... Like, I can't a, tell you how many times someone's texted me, called me, sat down with me, said, I, w- I was watching YouTube or I, I was watch- lis- listening to Instagram Real. Yeah. And like almost always, it's, 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 it's crazy. It is. Sometimes it's borderline heresy, if not heresy. And people don't realize it because, well, this person's this person's online, so they gotta be they gotta be doing right. Just because someone's on TV doesn't make them legitimate. Uh, there are a lot of TV preachers you should not listen to. Yeah, Kenneth there are Copeland. A lot of- Kenneth Copeland has a huge following, and I, I I I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But I listen to his stuff, and he is he's a heretic, and he's a he's a he's it's hard because. He has such a huge following of people, and he's this prosperity gospel preacher. But his lifestyle, the way that the things that he preaches, and the the, the way that he talks to people, is so uh, so opposite of what Jesus did, said, and espoused. That it's 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 like he's one of those guys. It's like you got to be careful because I was listening to him, and I go, I get why people like to listen to him. 
I do. He's personable. He makes funny jokes. Like, it's compelling the way he speaks and the way that he orates. Like, it is. Doesn't make what he says right. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. 100%. It's entertainment. But that's the, that's the scary side of our faith. Is like, we have to be really careful because I, I don't think that megachurches are bad. I don't think that megachurches are, are, uh, are some big, terrible issue. I think what happens is there's a lack of accountability when you get to a certain level of megachurch pastorism that if you're not actively seeking people to hold you accountable, you are going to make questionable decisions because you don't have that system in place. You or I, if you stepped out of line on Sunday and you preached something that was against the gospel— I will probably, you know, I would probably be your first phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would probably tell you, like, dude, knock it off. Like, that was wrong what you did. And vice versa. Yeah. Like, you would call me and go, like, that's wrong. Those guys don't have that because they're at a level, uh, they're at a level of celebrityism that they are, they believe they're above that or they've, right. they've made systems I mean, that think are about echo chambers. Like our local community. I, there's, a, there's a lot of churches in our community. Mm-hmm. There are some churches that genuinely have great, um, Great doctrine and theology. Mm-hmm. They adhere to the essentials. And that's great. I'm glad they're in our community. I'm glad they're like, you know, close. Yeah. Like not far from us, a couple miles. There are also churches in our community that do not have the essentials correct and preach heresy. Yeah. There's both in our community. And the truth is it's not a perspective thing. It's a Bible thing. And some people say, well, it's all about perspective. Make sure you're out in the political spectrum. No, it's it's not. It's no. What we're talking about is the Bible says clearly this this is the way. So to use the words from Star Wars, <laughs> so this I mean, is the way. But right? Star Wars used the words from Jesus. Yes, yeah, right. True. <laughs> right. This is the way. I'm like, the way I mean, the life. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> it's like true. it's true. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars is just talking about the Bible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, ultimately, we know how we're supposed to live, who we're supposed to live for, and how we're supposed to live in this world Mm -hmm. it's clear Mm -hmm. people can say whatever they want to say but that's all that matters and so when it comes down to it what are the essentials Mm -hmm. um i support the churches in our community that they get the essentials right Mm -hmm. and i hope they're successful i do not support which is one of the reasons we can't have a ministerium anymore um post-covid the ministerium in our local area died because like the churches kind of had to choose which way they were going to go yeah kind of post-COVID uh, and the culture wars and pushes that came from all that. Well, and, the, and ultimately, and th- there are churches in this community that, that cannot align with each other because they, they, don't have, they don't agree on the essentials. And that's a problem. And that's a problem for us as people of faith. It's a problem for us. There are, there are churches that, that, have, that have online services mm-hmm. that you can watch that we would agree with wholeheartedly. And we think they're doing a great job. There are churches that you should run from. And the, unfortunately, some of the popular churches that people watch, listen to, have YouTube channels and Facebook pages and Instagram Reels accounts and TikToks, you should run from. And you don't know it because until you get to the depths of what they're teaching, you may not ever under, uncover the, the layers of essentials that they get wrong mm-hmm. because it's not a popular thing to talk. They don't get up there and just preach heresy every time. That doesn't work. People wouldn't listen. They, they sound like normal until you get to that point where like whoa that didn't that didn't sit right and if you become too too big of a fan of somebody you don't you don't see when they're doing the wrong things clearly and i think that has to be careful i don't want to be a celebrity pastor i don't want people to think that i'm some celebrity i want people to think that i'm just another regular guy Mm -hmm. who's just trying to 
live my life for the Lord and trying to help others learn to do the same thing. I want to be transparent. That's why we tell a lot of stories from our lives. I want to, I want to be honest about my shortcomings. And I think we need to do more of that instead of just trying to, to elevate ourselves. Because I think there's a danger in that. Mm, yeah. I, and I, I mean, tribalism polarizes, right? Like, if you're not for us, you're against us, right? So if you don't, if you don't hold the same... Uh, if you don't hold the same convictions, right? We talk about, you know, essentials, convictions, right? Innocent, non-essentials, right? I, I, that's the problem. If you don't believe exactly what I believe in the current cultural era that we live in, you're against me and we don't have anything in common. And that's just not right. Like, it's not right from any standpoint. Like, it, we, can, we can have, we have, we, we have things that we don't fully agree on with other pastors and we know that they love the Lord and they agree on the dogmatic stuff, right? The biggest, but we agree with them on the essentials. Exactly. Not the that's what I'm saying. Dogmatically. We agree with them like on the essentials, but at the end of the day, I think what's, what's, I think what our encouragement really is to people is like, don't be forced into believing everything somebody else believes just because you agree with them on one point or two points or because you like them. I mean, there's, we have people who don't agree with us on everything. Yeah. We're okay with that. As like, long as it's not essential. I'm as fine. long as it's a non-essential. Like, I can have my convictions about stuff, and you can have your convictions about stuff, and we don't have to agree. I mean, like, here's an right? example. There's people in our church that don't like, I think, that don't like that we put pews, that took pews out and put chairs in the front half of it. Mm-hmm. That's um, not a dogmatic thing. It's not a dogmatic thing. Like, yeah. Like, if it's you really want a, us to get to biblical times, then we'll just, we'll get probably rugs, not going to like We'll it. get rugs and pillows, and well, we'll we, we get a large donation you know, to like, replace the rest we'll of them. Recline, so, yeah, like... Um, so that's probably going to happen just yeah. because somebody got passionate about it. But yeah. that's not a heresy thing. That's no. just a decision thing. And no. we have to make the difference. And, um, you know, and so I think that's part of it. And like, this really isn't just about like us. It's just about you. And as a listener, you have to be careful. My mama always used to say garbage in, uh, you know, garbage out. Yeah. And I think there are, there are pastors who are garbage in. Mm-hmm. And there are TikTok videos and preachers and people online sharing their beliefs about the Bible, and it's garbage in. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it until it's too late. But if you keep, if you don't filter that stuff through God's word, then that garbage in will become garbage out and don't, for you. Yeah, and don't take those things lightly. Don't, if you're thinking about deconstructing, please don't take that lightly. Go, go seek out a pastor who you trust or a friend who you trust who loves the Lord. Like don't don't start that process without talking to somebody first. I think that's that's the biggest deception Satan could have is just to have you start that without any any kind of help from somebody else who maybe has been at the same point you're at and has found a different way to get to a better place. Like I I just think I think we're too close sometimes to really know how to move forward, and that's why we need that community. Yeah. It's important. So, so all this to say, make sure that you are actively seeking the Lord. In your own personal study, um, watching someone else's video, reading someone else's b- book is not a replacement for you reading God's word on your own and being involved with the faith community that's going to push you and push you to seek after Christ. Well, let's say that I, this is a really important distinction to make. I think we have to make, too. You reading the Bible on your own is not enough either. Like, there are so many people who believe that they know what's best because they've read Scripture and they have an idea right. about Scripture. That does not vet, that does not 
confirm anything about what you've read, you have to go to people who know what they're talking about, who are seasoned, wise followers of Christ, and allow wisdom to transform what your knowledge yeah, so is. This is what I'm reading. Is this into what, this what means, God yeah. has designed? Right. Like, and that's like, because if not, like Mark and I've been talking about this, like, it's just knowledge, which is not good. You know, like, my favorite texts are. When someone says, "Hey, I read the Bible, and this is what I this is what I'm thinking," we, we and like let me and they let me pour into it. I love those texts. Yeah, I was just talking to you about one earlier. I got over when I was in New York City. I got some yesterday from somebody who was asking me about, you know, faith related issues in Scripture, and like, I, I love those texts. Those are fun because it means someone's growing, mm-hmm. they're learning, but they're trying to filter God's word and make sure they understand it properly. And when you're just taking someone else's word for it, their word might be wrong. Do you feel like you've learned that you've learned as a pro- part of that process? Like when yeah, people, yeah. like, because people ask like, me oh, questions, no, I got to make sure I know. what Yeah, I'm talking like about. somebody asked me a question just just last week, and I was like, you know, I actually don't know what I feel about that. Like, and I don't know what I, th- I don't know what I believe, yeah. and I need to consult scripture, and I need to talk to somebody who's wise about it. And I think I came and talked to you about it, and I was like, what do you think about this? And you're like, oh, this, this, this. I'm like, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's what I believe too. Like. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, don't, you're like, confirm. You need to confirm with people who love the Lord. Yeah. And go from there. No, so. I agree. Well, cool. Well, hopefully this encourages you to not watch all those crazy videos online. And if you, you have questions like, should I be watching this church or listening to this church? Like, oh, we know some people like to do that. Yeah. Just ask us. We'll give you advice. We'll, we'll give you advice of who we believe have the essentials right. The essentials that line, God, line up with God's word that are not, Taking God's word and twist it, or not twisting it to culture, but like going back to the like what God's word is actually intended to be a purpose for us to have takeaways for, and help you understand. Yeah, that's that's a good place to to listen to, um, and or maybe that's not. And so we've had to have that conversation a few times. And unfortunately, sometimes we've had to tell people that you now that that video or that services you're watching are, are not good, yep. and they end up choosing to not be here anymore. Yeah, because they like it so much. But like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because we want to protect this community from heresy, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, sometimes you have to, we have most often have to protect it from coming in from the outside of the influences that we have on social media Absolutely. and television. So, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next Huddlecast. <laughs> <laughs>